I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. Hey, Blake, would you go on a 5.5 podcast when you get to San Diego? I don't know, man. That's a lot. I don't even know what that is. And welcome back to the 5.5 podcast. I am your host and being held against my will, Danny Ortiz, alongside Eric LeBou. Eric, we're back after a little uh, summer vacation. Finally. Yeah. We finally got you down here. Yeah, when the hell's the last time we recorded? Like mid-May? Uh, late May? Been over a month. Yeah, it's been at least over a One month. One of my pet peeves, by the way, about Padres podcasts, and I listen to pretty much all of them, no matter how bad they may be. One of my pet peeves is when someone goes over a month without recording, and that the title is always, We're Back! <laughs> <laughs> it's like... And it's like, fuck off. No one noticed, first of all. Uh, so I refuse to fucking, I refuse, I refuse to name to this one We're Back. I refuse or maybe I will, ironically. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I will, ironically. People clearly noticed we were being harassed. So let's let's address let's address the, the elephant in the room. Not you or I. Not you or I. Why haven't we recorded in this in so much time? Uh, and whose fault is it? Well, it's, uh, well, I guess, considering... Because I'm willing to take a little bit of the blame. <laughs> I'll take some of the blame. Some of it is, you know, school's out, I'm working from home, so I have more uh, opportunity to have my daughter around, and there's some days where I've had her on a Monday the last couple weeks. This is the first Monday I haven't had her in, like, three weeks. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, we went to a Padre game. True, true. So, that knocked out, uh, what was that? That was, like, what, four weeks ago? Or a month ago, almost? Something like that. Yeah, so... I feel like every week you've had your daughter. Yeah. And I don't know, because now that I have a kid, I'm, like, more savvy to using your kid as an excuse. (laughs) So I don't know if you've actually had her this whole time, or if you're like, yeah, I don't feel like driving her Yeah, I've I've had her the last, like, three weeks or so. This is, like, the first Monday, (laughs) in at least two Mondays, that I haven't had her. It's funny, because normally we, we would try to go every week. Uh, and if we didn't, you know, we'd skip a week and get back into it here yeah. and there. And for me, I was like, eh, I think it was the week after. I just didn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like it. So uh, I was like, hey, nah, I'm good. And then little I know, the next month straight, you'd be like, nah, I'm, I'm yeah, not Yeah, I couldn't. So. I, I think it was three, <laughs> three of the weeks I had my kid, and the one week we could have done it, we went to the Potter game. Yeah, well... So. Anyways, I mean, they'd be sorry the, to all of our Patreon yeah. members. That yeah. Your guys' money is has not gonna notice. But keep paying it's, my it's rent. Nice, I really so. appreciate it. Thank you very much. So, uh, what you thinking right now? Um, I'm thinking we're uh, at the break. We won 50 games. Yeah, doesn't happen very often. Yeah. If you look uh, on Padres Twitter, you would think that the world is ending. Yes, you would think that they're terrible on the road, and that you find out they're. I think they're 500 on the road, which. Uh, isn't which isn't bad, right? You play in a playoff series and you're gonna you're gonna start two games uh, on the road. You want to split that series, right? So so far they're 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 not doing bad. I think uh, first half's been interesting. I think given the number of injuries that they have sustained, the fact that I think they're six out last night, four or six out somewhere in that that range. Somebody can correct me and call me an idiot later. <laughs> um, but uh, so far, I think all things considered, um, given what they've had to uh, go through. All is going well and good. They're still in it. If it ended today, I mean, they're still playoff bound. Ideally, we want the division, but uh, worst case scenario, you're still playoff bound. So, uh, so far, so good with some room for greater improvement. 
So there's six games out. That was right. I'll correct you now and call you an idiot. What are you talking? About? I said six games. <clears throat> so there's six games out. I think at the at the All Star break, you know, where if you if I told you at the beginning of the season that this is where we're at, that's the the old uh, Ben Woods. Yes. What if I told you? Uh, I I would probably take it. I wouldn't. I would be shocked if you told me that San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe. I, would, I would be that high up. I, it would but, be uh, hard for me to believe that we're in that we're in third and not yeah. second, and that the Diamondbacks are not. You know, better than the Rockies. So there's a bracket that was released today. 2021 postseason bracket at the All-Star break, if the season ended today. And I want to get your thoughts on it, because I'm taking a look at it. Honestly, I kind of like our chances. And so if the season ended today, we would be facing L.A. in a one-game playoff. I like our chances. Which, it's, it's a little bit scary when you think about it that way, but... What a fucking game, dude. What a game. We've like, what a matchup. Really well, we have played them yeah. well. But what a matchup, dude. Having a one-game playoff for all the marbles. You can beat them out of the out of the playoffs, send them home. That would be amazing. The winner of that plays San Francisco. Again, I like our chances. Yeah, man. I do too. Uh, I, I like our chances in that matchup. And then you look at the other matchup in the National League. I'm looking more so for uh, the Padres' path to the World Series. Again, if the season ended today. The other matchup would be the Mets versus the Brewers. And you look at those, I mean, that's some strong pitching coming out of that, whoever they may face. But uh, I I like our chances. Uh, I feel like as the season has gone on, the, we have less and less been grinding out ABs. Uh, it seems like more often you're looking at the, at the matchup, and it's like the fifth inning, and the starter is still at like 48 pitches. Yeah. And it's like, shit, what happened yeah, to this team that was past, grinding out ABs? So uh, if they get back to that, I mean, assuming this bracket stays the same, which of course it won't, uh, I like our chances getting to the World Series. I'll take it. Yeah. You I, know? I mean, I think, I think you know, last year, even with the injuries, you know, they almost came back. If only prestige value hadn't hit a ground ball at the worst opportune uh, time uh, last year in the playoffs. But uh, I think they, they have worst case scenario, they, they have more than a puncher's chance. I mean, they match up pretty good. Honestly, I think the Dodgers are probably the biggest hurdle. I, I know the Giants right now, they basically, I mean, they would have to, to crater to like 2010 Padres level to miss the playoffs, right? So, But I still don't see how they hold up in the second half given how less competitive their first half schedule has been. Yeah. Right. Even compare like the Dodgers have not had the their schedule has been more in line with the Padres, though not as competitive. But the Giants have, you know, they've had a lot of games against some shitty teams. True. Um, a lot of Diamondbacks and, and Rockies games. So. Um, yeah, but at, at the same time, I mean, when when the Padres play those types of teams, the Padres they shit themselves. Yes. You look at the series going into the break, and I understand Weathers got hurt. Well, they also uh, faced two of their best pitchers too. So. But still, it's the Rockies, yeah. dude. Like it's the Rockies. Get to their pin, wear them down. Yeah. Like that's what you're good at. Well, I mean, how if you if the guys I don't I don't know because I didn't watch a ton of the game yesterday, but uh, if they're throwing strikes, you know, how do you wear them down if they're if they're constantly attacking? Put the ball the in play. Yeah. And Make shit happen. And if you're putting the ball in play, you're not making good time contact, or you're hitting in a bad luck. Again, I can't say this is what happened because I have no idea. I, I didn't see a lot of the game yesterday. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for listening. I haven't been haven't been watching well, the games. I, I, I didn't watch yesterday's game, but <laughs> typically, every time they faced an ace, I mean, how often have they really – I mean, Scherzer's the only – I feel like the only ace they've run into where they just absolutely torched. Like, even though they, pit, they hit well against Bauer, um, they didn't torch him. They just hit enough home runs off to get themselves a lead. Um, so maybe a little bit of bad luck and bad timing, but I, I think they'll be all right with their approach. I mean, they've been scoring runs. Yeah, I mean, they're they're this past week was really fun for the team, other than that 
awful blowout, but they still scored five runs. It's not like the offense was horse shit that night. Yeah. That's the pitching sucks. So I, I think they'll be all right. They definitely need to make some moves. I um, think it's you know I think it's time we class up the joint. We have our first request. Oh boy, to join. And uh, this was this is a repeat guest from the last uh, spaces that we had sixty nine months spaces ago. We've the had. only the only uh, recorded spaces that we've had. Uh, we have again one of the if not the most. If it wasn't for Corey Stewart, he would be the most handsome member of the Gwintelligence clan. Uh, the creator of Tatis Coin. We have our beloved Chad at the Chamner. Chad, what's up, man? Hello, Chad. You know what I should probably yeah, hello. do? There we go. Hey, buddy. Thank, yeah, thanks for having me. What's um, up, buddy? What I want to say is Otani's hitting right now. Why don't you do some live reactions to that shitheads? It's easy content. Ground ball to the right side. <laughs> That'll be flipped over to first. Otani's out. Another ground ball to the right side. And you would think Eric Hosmer is taking over Otani's body. Here's the pitch. And that ball lying to the right side on the ground. You know, there I got to be honest, this start is almost as uh, disappointing as yeah. him not coming to San Diego. Yeah, I think he just <laughs> popped one up that got over the OxyClean sign. There we go. Uh, well, Chad dropped off, so uh, thanks a lot, Chad, for, yeah. your, <laughs> for your fucking His name input. is literally Chad. Yeah, the Ch- the Chamner. Uh, you said you don't care about the home run derby. Uh, would you care? If, would you care interest. if Tatis was in it? Would you still not care? I mean, I would care to. I like to watch it, but to me, it's like you know. I used to. I used to be glued uh, to the uh, to the screen for the the derby, and I do like that they do the timing system now. Although uh, Pete Alonso hitting thirty five home runs in what three minutes? That's insane. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just. I, it just. This is like another. I don't know, spectacle. It's cool at first, and then after like an hour or so, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of over it. Man, I'd probably be more invested because if Tatis was in it, that's our guy. But, you know. Uh, so he said that he didn't want to do it because he was uh, focusing on his health. And I think the team told him to and absolutely team. not. You think so? The <laughs> absolutely. Team's, you think that the team would put that, that restrictor plate on him for absolutely. our NASCAR people? I think. I'm not sure about that. I don't that. think they came out and said it so blatantly as I did, but I absolutely believe they sat down with them and said, hey, we're not going to tell you what to do, but you really have to think, wink, wink, about your team, wink, wink, and the you know the duration of the season and try to stay as healthy as possible. Please don't go play, but do what you want. That's I, I can't I can't imagine they were they would push him to be in the 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 home run derby. Yeah, I do think it would be more exciting with him there. Uh, you see all the love he's getting on social media, which oh, is yeah, nice. Man. Yeah. It's such a such like a, a a proud fan moment where like, like finally we get our guy <laughs> yeah. in there and he's getting a shit ton of attention and we don't have like Heath Bell going out there and sliding, sliding. into the game. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey guys, yeah, Heath. You know, like <laughs> it's not that shit. Like we actually have a legitimate superstar in the game, so that part's cool. Uh, I think he should have done the derby, honestly. Uh, I get the whole like, oh, you don't want to get injured, you don't want to ruin your swing. Uh, like Tatis is different. I don't man. buy the like, ruin the swing part. This dude was down for what ten days with COVID and just came back and just Literally went off. Rolled out of bed. And <laughs> like, went off. Uh, and all he did that whole time, from what he claims, is just jog once. Uh, like I, I think he's a different breed, and I, I'm not worried about him up there hacking away for however long it may yeah. be. Uh, even if it's you know a swing change, I'm definitely not concerned about that. Maybe okay, his shoulder. Yeah, I'd listen to that and. uh 
I still think the face of baseball should be in this Otani, which Otani. Yeah. I mean, you could say co-faces. Yeah. Uh, but I it, think so. It, it would be nice to see him in here as well. Same with Vladdy. I mean, it sucks that Acuna went down, yeah. but how sad that was. That was awful to look at. Poor yeah. Acuna. Poor Acuna. He's not going off. He has ten. Yeah, he has this five. Is an like awful 30, round. He had five like thirty seconds ago. Look, now he's got twelve. He's hit two in the last ten seconds. It's an awful round, but he just started hitting right now. He's going to lose. Boy, well, uh, we're both wrong. Eric and I were texting earlier in a group thread, and uh, I picked Gallo, he picked Otani, and uh, surprise, surprise, we're both hacks, and neither, <laughs> <laughs> neither of us are making it out of the first round. Well, I had I had speculated privately yes. about Trevor Story, oh, and, and he's uh, he has advanced. So. Excuse me. So let's get back to the Padres here. Otani's out, doesn't matter anymore. Yep. Uh, Gallo is out. Yep. Uh, doesn't matter anymore. Uh, possible future Padre Joey Gallo. Yeah, and we've even gotten to the point where AC has number one uh, hinted at Gallo, and I think even mentioned him. It was on a 1360 interview, and I, I refuse to listen to anything 1360. I don't care. As does what the entirety of San Diego. I, I just don't. I refuse. Uh, so I didn't hear anything, but from what I had read on Twitter, he had mentioned Gallo and uh, possibly Hendricks as a from the Cubs? as a target uh, starting pitcher. Uh, which I'm cool with that, but for him to mention that on the radio, and then today he tweets it out, well, a few future Padre Joey Gallo or something, it's like, number one, uh, let's show some professionalism, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like, get your shit together. And uh, number two, like, how much does he know? Like, I know it's AC at the end of the day, but, like, uh, I, I, I tend to think that he would know more than us. <laughs> Even though it's AC and I feel stupid saying that. Let's look at it from this way. You have one entity that I think everybody trusts in the athletic and our beloved Dennis Lynn. Just the goat for for written coverage. So handsome. Him and Casavella. So handsome. They're like Batman and Robin, man. Yeah. They're just awesome. And uh, But, you know, he's not going to tweet stuff out like that, but that's because people, you don't have to, like, beg them to buy the athletic. I don't find athletic subscriptions at the Dollar Tree when I'm (laughs) buying pull toys for the kiddos, right? With the UT, they got a stack of papers at the Dollar Tree. So his uh, his job is to get clicks. I mean, because they have to get people to click and to read the articles. That's his job. So if he says future Padre starts dropping hints, he's going to get people to, and I quote, read the article. <laughs> so I think that's the goal there. I, I do think there's a really good shot. It's just a perfect fit, almost. We got to find a way to either, we got to find a way to get Hosmer off the team or they just have to bench him, which I would be stunned if they did the latter. I do think they could find a way to figure out the, the way to move him um, if they ate money or they basically sent a prospect. Or like it's say, hey, you can buy Campisano with Herrick's, uh, with Hosmer's uh, deal. But um, Well, Hosmer's just comfortable being himself, man. Comfortable sucking? I am 35 He's years old. He's finally himself. 35 years old. I have sucked at baseball virtually my entire life, and I still hate it. I don't just roll out, oh, this is who I am. I'm just going to go out there and strike out. Well, he also said that he expects his playing time to adjust accordingly based off of his results. He said that back in May. Yeah. And you look at his results now, I mean, there's there's no defending him. Like, he's literally the worst first baseman in baseball. Our good friend, and when I made that cameo appearance on Spaces the other night, our good friend, one of the bigger Hosmer supporters since we got him, Craig Matty has jumped the ship. Yeah. (laughs) If Craig Craig has jumped the ship from... uh, from the SS Hosmer, it's over. Yeah. It's time to move on. I, I think they have to find a way to trade him before his 10 five rights kick in. Um, and he's not making a shit ton of money. I think, is it this year or next year? Is last year he's making 
21 or whatever he makes right now. He's going to get a pay cut. It's coming up soon where that pay cut's coming. We got him 18, 18, 19, 20, 20. Uh, Next year. Next year's the last year. So if they say, hey, we'll kick in half the contract, well, that's 10 mil next year. But after that, it's only like six and a half or or seven mil. That's peanuts. Maybe you find another bad contract and swap bad contracts. Maybe you find a pitcher who has a bad contract. And that way you get some sort of innings out of said pitcher. Uh, in return, addition by subtraction of getting Hosmer the hell out of or there. Or you find a team that wants you know and needs a prospect or prospects, and you get them to take on Hosmer and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, but they've never done that. That's, that's a thing that... That's true. Have they not? I, I can't recall. I know they've done At it. At least not recently. No, not recently. They've been, pull, they've been the people yeah, who are been, pulling in the yeah. bad contracts. Yeah. So, so they don't have to give up their I quality. Mean, I would be I would be willing to sell like... Campusano, you know, they like a package of like, hey, we'll send Campusano, Marcano, and I don't know, Lawson. I was throwing a, a player I like, Lawson. Uh, if any half of Hosmer's contract, if you trade us like Andrew McCutcheon, <laughs> I, I mean, just to throw like that type of player, right? Like he's not like, which is ironic because I think I, I saw that he's the the worst. He's the only defender that's worse than Hosmer per Fangraphs. Yeah, but he plays left field and he <laughs> hits. I'd yeah. have to look up the rest of his numbers. I'm sure I, I just remember his name being mentioned for something. I, like I that. know for a fact he was terrible in center field his last few years and wasn't happy to move. But the Pirates were like, he's just not a left fielder anymore or yeah. a center fielder. But uh, but th- that kind of player, right? Like like I look at McCutcheon. We talked about Tommy Pham, right? Like what kind of deal he's gonna get? And I said like, oh, you can see him getting like. McCutcheon's deal. He got like three years, 45 mil or something like that. Um, so it's not like, oh, he's going to be he's like a superstar. It's not the, you know, you Darvish of position players or a Machado, but he's a, a above average player. He, he's better than the guy you're going to replace uh, or you're replacing him with. And that also allows Myers to move to first if they can dump Hosmer, you know, get Gallo, hopefully. Um, and then Myers can also bounce around to DH, and, and Gallo can bounce all over the place in the outfield as well. It just gives them more more uh, flexibility, right? And they've been going for that. Kim can play all over the infield. Cronenworth, before locking down, could play all over the infield. Profar can play, you know, he can stand and left and smile, and he's okay at first base, uh, right? So they have, they and when Nola comes back, that's another guy too. By getting rid of Hosmer, finding a way, Nola's another guy you can find at bats for, but keep fresh, so... Uh, I, I think that's the biggest thing. I absolutely believe they're going to make a move. I would not be stunned if it's Gallo, but they got to find a way because if they're going to get Gallo, who are they going to? Are they going to dump Myers? I mean, he's not great, but he's not terrible. Like, he's not killing you. Um, whereas Hosmer, arguably, is the least valuable player they're running out there every single day. And he's he's gotten a little better in the last two weeks. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that's a small sample size. But Incredibly also, small sample size. I looked up his when you compare it to numbers. his numbers that he's yeah. put up since he's been here. We know what he's capable of. Outfield wise, though, uh, outs above average. He's excellent. No, I meant Hosmer. Oh, Hosmer. He's been doing better has with he? a stick the last couple of weeks. Couple Myers singles. has too. But overall, I mean, you look at the I team. I don't count that rinky dink ground ball double he hit in the shift <laughs> down the left field line. So look at the team: third base, shortstop, second base. Those are locks. Yeah. Uh, you can even say Fam in left field, lock, I, yeah, Grisham, no center, Grisham lock. lock yeah. uh, where else are you going to upgrade? First base and be, right field. Behind the plate, I mean, you would like to think you have Nola. Uh, I'm not too confident in what I hear about his knee and needing a knee brace and not being able to squat behind the plate. Uh, uh, I'm not too crazy about that. I like Caratini a lot, man. For, I did too. He, the, he serves his purpose. I like Caratini. Rivas is a serviceable backup. Uh, I'm not really concerned about the catcher's position because uh, we do have depth there and even Campusano. He can come up and be depth. 
Uh, so then you look at it, and it's first base, and it's right field. It's Will Myers, it's Eric Hosmer. The people that last year, over a two-month stretch, 60 games, did well, and you could argue like them doing so well got us to where we were in that season that doesn't count, doesn't matter, never should have happened in the first place. Results don't mean shit for last year. Uh, so you look at it, and we need those guys. Yeah. And if it's not those guys, we need guys in those particular positions to start producing. So you look at it, it's Myers. I, I have more faith based off the track record that Myers uh, is is more likely to get his shit together I mean, <laughs> and to perform. Hosmer's just a lost cause. I agree. He's a complete lost cause. And once you get rid of Hosmer, the addition by subtraction is just massive when it comes to pure production. And if you get a guy, you get Gallo, you get a guy like uh, Bryant, even though he's had a, a down year, uh, Castellanos, uh, Anyone that you can throw over there in the right field corner with moving Myers to first, I feel is, is a tremendous upgrade. Absolutely. And if you don't put Myers to first, maybe you put Cronenworth at first and Kim at second. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not my favorite scenario out of the three, but you have to get either a corner outfielder or a first baseman. You have to get rid of Hosmer. There's no question about it, dude. Like he's he's holding us back from being a true championship contender. So here's- and, and I believe that. Here's another here's another um, scenario. This is getting more you know creative, right? Let's assume they can't get like the price tag for Gallo is outrageous. You know they want Abram, you know they want Abrams, Gore, and then more for for Gallo, right? So let's assume, or maybe they just get outbid. I would be okay with them like shoring up the the uh, the bench and dumping Mateo and getting like an actual decent like fourth outfielder platoon guy who can play center. And if Nola comes back and he can't catch, okay, well, like you said, Webster Rivas, he's a serviceable backup. I like Caratini a lot. Caratini acts as a – he swings and misses a lot, but he draws walks. Uh, he hits the ball hard when he makes contact, uh, and he has a good approach to the plate. And he's to me, I don't know what his framing is, but he's fine behind the plate. The pitching staff likes him. That's good enough. I'd be a-okay with them just saying, you know what, first base is going to be like our revolving position. We're just going to move Nola – or Cronenworth over there, depending on the matchups. Um, and In your scenario, has Hosmer been traded? Yes. Okay. So let's say they eat the hot. Let's say they pull a Matt Kemp, right? They they ate a lot of money when they dumped Kemp onto the Braves and they took bad a bad contract that was never going to play for them. So let's say they figure out they tell the let's say they tell the Royals, hey, Hosmer is very pure. He's never watched a minute of porn in his <laughs> life. And the Royals said, we're in. Yeah. We'll take him. Pay half the contract, and they ship him off for you know a bucket of balls. Um, at that point, like if they can get a backup outfielder out of that, um, hell, if they get, I don't know if he's still, if he's not, if he's uh, healthy or not, but like even they get Ben Attendee, like I'd take that. Well, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. And if you, you know, sell him a prospect, but if they can find a way to dump Hosmer on somebody, get a backup outfielder, you know, who can platoon and play center, I'd be okay with them just rotating first base with guys just to keep guys fresh, but also keeping the lineup. You know, if, if, I like Nola a lot. If Nola can't catch this year, because he just happens to be hurt, I would take Nola at first base over Eric Hosmer at this point. Like that's that's an upgrade to me that may not cost you, you know, having to sell a ton of prospects other than one to get rid of Hosmer. Ideally, yes, Joey Gallo's the guy. I think that's that's. I like Gallo. I like Castellanos a lot. Yeah, too. I love Castellanos. He's just terrible. <laughs> He's Tommy Pham and right. But yeah. he has the best timing for any home runs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Impeccable. Impeccable. Dude, I was looking today, and, and there's all this stuff. We were talking about the, the All-Star break and all the attention that Tatis is, has been getting. And, and uh, I'm, I'm going to throw something out there that uh, 
I, I know, I'll preface it with, I know it is highly unlikely. Uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces, uh, a lot of money that would have to be moved uh, based off of Hosmer being out of there. But I kind of had this this fantasy today as, as I was looking through some numbers and, and uh, scrolling the timeline, looking at all the All-Star Game content. Freddie Freeman's a free agent after this year. Oh, How awesome would that be, dude? You take Hosmer, you swap bad contracts, get an arm. Uh, I don't even know where the hell you, you would do. There's got to be a pitcher out there with a bad contract that a team's looking to move, right? There has to be. So let's say we get Hosmer out of there in my dream scenario. We bring in Freddie Freeman, the ultimate rental at first base. Imagine having that stick in our lineup, dude. I, if we're gonna I can't do, either. If but we're going to do that. In my dreamland. In I my think- dreamland. That would be amazing. That would be. I think you're more likely to be able to get the Cubs to send Rizzo back than you would be Freddie Freeman. Strictly because I could see the front office in Atlanta go, look, we just lost Acuna. We've been completely disappointing this year. And uh, they also took the All-Star game from us because our politicians don't want Oh, so you're saying, vote. okay, we, let's, yeah, so let's we're not going to extend him. Yeah, let's not, let's not kill the fan base yeah. and trade like... Our face of our franchise, like I think he's there for life. I, I would not be stunned to see they find a way to to sign him up. Yeah. But I agree with you. It'd be great if we got that kind of name. Yeah, Castellanos, absolutely. Especially if he's willing to play for his base. If he's willing to just stand it for, I don't know if he's, has he has he played first in his career. I believe. Does it matter? Some, I mean, it does. Does it matter with the guy who he's replacing? It doesn't. It doesn't really matter, especially Honestly. because you know he's per Fangraphs two and a half wins above replacement, and he's got a one forty seven OPS plus. I mean, he's just raking. Um, I'm pretty sure he's played some first base for the Tigers when they were trying to figure out uh, what to do with him. Let me check real quick. No, no, he hasn't. I'm wrong. Surprise, okay, surprise. I would still take him over Hosmer. <laughs> absolutely, I would take him over I would over still Hosmer. take him over Hosmer. Right? Like, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, if it wasn't, I looked up Hosmer on fan graphs. I love their sortable uh, section with the stats. Since he signed here, I believe only Albert Pujols and former Padre Jake uh, Bowers have been worse and least valuable <laughs> since he signed here as first baseman. Yeah. Not great. No. It's not great, Bob. Not great. Not great at all. No. Do you think... Uh, <laughs> so here's another... I have a lot of stupid shit going through my head uh, at all times. Do you think that uh, it would impact the clubhouse and the morale? Oh, you know, it's not dumb because I've been thinking about, about trading that. Hosmer. I would wonder... Like, I do wonder. Because we thought the same about Fran Mill, right? It's yeah. like... Oh hey, like Framil's gone. How's the clubhouse going to react? And that's Framil's one thing. Uh, Hosmer seems like the guy, one of the guys in that clubhouse. I, I think that they would probably be bummed that he's leaving. But depending on who they get, like there's no way they like. It just seems to. I me- know they're friends. And like you and I, and it's not—it's yeah. not even a friend thing. I just—I don't know why. Like, I'm sure a guy like Tommy Pham would look at it and be like, "Hey, I get it," because you've seen his comments about getting Tommy better Pham, yeah. and embracing the analytics. A guy like Pham would be like, "Hey, man, I get it. Like, you're not putting up numbers. Yeah. You gotta get the fuck out." Uh, but other people, I feel like players think Hosmer is better than Hosmer actually is. I do too. But I also think that they well, how can I phrase? I think people that don't play with Hosmer and don't like see him day to day or like read the asinine comments he makes um they they view him in this way that he's like this this awful narrative that he's this clubhouse leader and that somehow is valuable to a team you know that's what the coaching staff's for right that's like rod barajas is for that's not what he's for um but i do think you know if you're telling a team you know hey we felt like you know he wasn't contributing he's not to the level he's not to the level like i would sit down with 
all of them and say, look, Manny, Fam, Tatis, Cronenworth, like you guys, Grisham, those are our best players. That's all of them. Like, we want a player who's on that level. Like, we have three All-Stars. You could have argued Grisham could have gone to the All-Star game with yeah. his numbers. You know, he has a legitimate case. Um, he just got hurt a couple of times. But, so, and Fam, the, since May or mid-May or whatever, he's been playing at an All-Star level. So, really... Only two guys, or three guys, have not been at all-star level. The catcher, but you're not expecting that. Myers has been above average, above average OPS+. plus. He's playing good defense, and he can run the bases, so he's not useless. And then you have Hosmer, who doesn't bring anything. Like, if I'm a GM and it's like, hey, look, I know you know I don't want to hurt the clubhouse, but at the end of the day, guys, we got to win. And I'm going to bring in winners, and you didn't know that. Either you're going to put up or shut up and get out. I honestly don't even think you need to sit them down and say that. No, I don't, but I <laughs> it, think it, be, it depends on who yeah. you acquire to take his place. Yeah. Oh, if they acquire Gallo, I think you're still I Gallo, think they still do a team meeting. Yeah. You know. yeah, if Castellanos, and Castellanos has the swag to fit right in. Did you see oh, when, yeah. uh, he oh, didn't yeah. want to get because they get fined for talking shit about Manfred, so he had a fan do it for him in a postgame? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Go ahead and tell him what you said. <laughs> and, he, and he just stands there with his hat on backwards, the headset on, like, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if the Reds would trade him, though, because they're only like a half game out of the wild card, I think, right now. They're, they're, they've they been playing really well. They're 48 and 42, so uh, I don't know if they'd trade him. But Bryant, Gallo, Rizzo, those are guys I think could, could come here. I wonder if we're going to see an arms race, like the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants. Uh, making moves, the Dodgers right countering now, with other moves. I know they got to play the Diamondbacks and they're trying to flex. Was it Slam Angeles or something like lost, that? Lost Slamgeles. Jesus Losers. Christ! Good lord! Yeah. It's like bad T-shirts idea. I know a thing too about those. <laughs> but uh, you know, they've Kershaw's out. God knows how long he's out. Hopefully, we never see that shitbag Trevor Bauer ever again, and there's a decent chance. We, we're probably not going to see him this year. There's a decent chance he doesn't come back just for this season. Yeah, man, some of the things coming out. Yeah, Ooh, not boy. good, not good. Not good. But, uh, so you have that. Like, they're going to need pitching. You know, I don't. I mean, Dustin May's already gone, so there's mm-hmm. there's three guys right there, two of which, like, May's gone. He's done. Bauer, decent chance he's done for the year. And Kershaw had, like, forearm tightness. You don't know. You know, he's got a lot of miles on that arm. A lot of miles. So who knows, you know, if he's if he's going to hold up. Surprise, surprise, in a real season, Kershaw can't go past 80 games, 90 games. But, Weird. Uh, it's almost odd. like playing a 60-game season played to your advantage because yeah. you had a fresh Kershaw yeah. in the playoffs. Very odd. Very weird. One of our buddies is in here listening on Spaces. He's a Dodger fan. Oh, well. I'm so I'm sorry. making sure I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I hit these points. Yes. Fuck it's the amazing, Dodgers. right? But, um... Yeah, I, I could see the Dodgers being really aggressive. I mean, let's be honest here. They, they they didn't come out and say it, but the only reason they went out and signed Bauer in the first fucking place was because the Padres added three top-of-the-rotation starters. The Snell has been great at home, but, I mean, the Dodgers are looking across the freeway, down the freeway, you know, through smog and goggles, thinking, <laughs> shit, they just added three guys. we got to do something to counteract this move, or they might be ahead of us. Because I think roster for roster, other than uh, Hosmer, the Padres stack up really well. Position by position against the Dodgers. So, um, I could see them being active. I think the Giants are going to be active, but I think they're going to be more creative. I don't think they expected to compete. Uh, their GM is from Oakland and L.A. And um, I think they'll make moves, but they'll make like smaller moves. You know, uh, And I don't think the Padres need a huge arm. I think they just need a, a guy to slot in in front of They Patrick. need someone to eat innings. Yeah. Because if you look at it, man, Snell like, has been... I'd be pumped for Kyle Hendricks. I don't know what that would cost, if anything. But uh, I'd be pumped for Hendricks. But, you know, even if they got, like, 
a Zach Davies type back where it's like at least you know he's gonna give you five or six, you know, every night and he's gonna keep you in the ball game. Uh they need something like that. I mean some, at this point I feel like it's it's safe to assume Lamette is dead. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I'm not expecting I feel him like Lamette is dead. Uh you see what happened with Weathers the other day. Uh, apparently he'll be back in a few weeks. Who knows? They I, say I don't really uh, buy by the that. beginning of August, which means August of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really buy that. Uh, Paddock is, I mean, he's he's Paddock, man. Like he's a he's a serviceable five at this point. Yeah. And, looked, and even then, like he he he, looked, he, he looked, can string together a few yeah. good starts, but uh, he's he's that time bomb. I never feel comfortable with him out there. He, uh, he I, kept I, him I just in the don't. game yesterday in in like a last minute. Tough. I don't know if they were planning on pitching him anyways, but he went out there and he kept him in the game. Yeah, yeah. they could blow out, blown out, and. He had that one bad start, but beyond that, he like he pitched really well against uh, Philly. So, so I, I think he's okay. I mean, you look at Darvish has just been just everything sensational. Yeah. <laughs> one bad start. He's oh, been well, amazing. Two bad starts. Excuse he's me. He's been absolutely amazing to watch. Darvish is is everything and more than I could have expected. So you have Darvish at the top. Darvish every fifth day, I feel like it's a dub. Yeah, guaranteed dub. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Musgrove also, although he can get that pitch count a little bit high also yeah. and uh, and, and kind of get our bullpen Seems to have trouble finishing guys. earlier than yeah. what we had hoped. So there's that. And then also you don't know how Musgrove's going to be. Uh, I mean, it's been, what, a couple of starts, maybe a few starts since yeah. the crackdown on the, the substance. He's and, pitched well in one of those starts, I feel. I mean, really. But, if you but my, a... my point is the forearm tightness. Oh, yes. The forearm tightness that comes from the grip. And, yes. Because he's even retweeted something on Twitter, quote tweet, and he said exactly yeah. this or something like that uh, when Peter Moylan was talking yeah. about the how the grip, it can impact your forearm. Remember so, people laughing about Tyler Glass now, and then yeah. Peter Moylan comes out and is like, no, mate, he's completely right. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, mm, you know. Some some insurance on that wouldn't be the worst thing. No, uh, Snell. Who knows, dude? Who knows what the hell's going on with Snell? We said it in that space you had the There's other something night. mental. But yeah, uh, he has now. Yes, uh, Hosmer stomach issues. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's mental. Honestly, I just think it's a mechanical. I think when a guy has that good of stuff, like I don't think. I know he gets frustrated. Like, oh, you know, it's not like yeah, it's like I'm trying to throw balls. I honestly believe that. I think it's something that's mechanical that's either not allowing him to repeat his delivery or not allowing him to stay athletic enough when his front foot strikes that he's consistently throwing strikes, right? We're seeing it with Gore in the minors. Like, Mackenzie Gore's not getting tattooed. He can't throw strikes. I don't care how good you are. Like, we've seen when Snell's throwing strikes, he's fine. All is well and good. Gore is a huge concern to me, and that's actually what I was going to get to next. Yes. Uh, because we're talking about the guys that aren't really reliable to get through the lineup three times. Uh, they aren't reliable to give our bullpen a rest other than Darvish. Uh, Lamette is likely dead. And then you look down in the minors, and Gore, he's nowhere to be found. Like, Gore's under lock and key in Arizona. Yeah. And and it's not because of forearm tightness. No. Uh, Blisters or anything like that. No one knows. That's not a good sign. No. It has to be in between the ears. Has to be a mental thing for him. I think it's mechanical for him. I don't know what is the... it though. Is it because you can work on mechanical stuff in El Paso? You can, but at the same but, time, but you know what you can do in El Paso also. You can see that he's struggling. Yeah, and the Padres don't want that. They said no. We're pulling him to Arizona. When does that happen? When does that happen for someone that's perfectly healthy and that has no issues? When does that happen? It doesn't. I could. It doesn't. I mean, it's not a good sign. I don't know when it happens because I don't monitor other teams enough to know. All I know is that he's still only twenty-two. Yeah, like but come on, dude. If, if if other teams, if if their pitchers having an issue, they either go down a level, uh, they but go do on we the know IL. That for sure, because I mean, how like I personally don't follow other teams' prospects close at all. Like I might know a couple of them, but. I don't know, like when pro- when prospects struggle, you know, do they 
demote them or do they pull them? Like, I don't pay attention enough to that stuff to know how normal or abnormal is it. What I do think is that he does have a herky-jerky delivery. We would assume that the Padres have tried to, you know, adjust it or add to it or, or do whatever, um, and maybe that's messing him up. I think if they're pulling him, you know, no, it's not a good sign, but also I could see it where they think, you know, he does need to he does need to iron this out. We don't think it's conducive for his, you know, development to have him try to do that while also trying to be competitive in a game because at the end of the day, I do think that's going to take over. If he's out there thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to start working on this, he starts falling behind, he gives up some runs or gives up some hits, it's natural for him to just say, fuck it, I'm just going to go back to what I was doing because now now I'm not working on anything. Now I'm trying to get out. So now I'm trying to compete. And if he has that mindset, which for all we know, he does, he's a, a red ass, we've heard it, um, you know, maybe moving him down to Arizona is like, hey, look, you don't have to worry about winning down here. Just get better and you'll go back up when you're ready. So I don't know. I mean, it, maybe it probably is something in his head as well because if he's he's struggling for like the first time in his career, so who knows? I don't, I'm not giving up on him, but I mean, the fact that he's not doing well, that Weathers has gone down, Lamette's gone down, Morone's gone down, it's completely wiped out their depth. I don't. I don't. I mean, we don't have a choice right now as yeah. far as giving up on Gore. Yeah, it's disappointing that he's not where we want him to be because now would be a perfect time to slot him in. We were. Assumed. It'd be perfect. We like. I'm pretty sure we guessed the beginning of the year he was going to be up at around this point. around this time. Yeah, I mean, he's he's 22 years old. He could still factor in and be a long term piece. And really, I mean, you look at it, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't because he's yeah. not going to help this year, right? We can agree he's well, not I mean, going to come up and be. According to Preller, he still thinks that you know he feels he can get to a point where he can help. But I mean. You know, how much is that? Because Preller yeah. is always forthright. Yes, yes. <laughs> and 100% transparent. But if we trust him to make deals, says. right? I mean, like, other than 2015, when's the last time, like, he said? Or, I do, or, but my point is with yes. Gore. So yeah. you can't you can't trade him now. You're selling at no. the lowest. Yeah. Right? I, You're selling I think, at the lowest. I think teams would try to lowball you. I still think, I don't think teams think, like, he's done. Right? He's the age of a college senior. But I do think they would try to lowball you. I still think if you put him out on the market, you'll get a, a great return but it just it just sucks dude for me so much like never in a million years did i think that uh gore would have the mentality that i thought weathers would have as far as between the ears and vice versa we don't because, know We're because what weathers is like hearing that weathers went up and voiced that he was pissed off that he got moved to the bullpen and then they said fuck it go down to el paso i love that shit dude yeah. i love that shit that's the stuff that i thought i was gonna be getting from gore and instead, they're like, eh, hey, come over here, Mackenzie. Well, we'll take care of you. Well, we don't know if he's mad. I mean, has anybody interviewed him? Who? Gore. Gore? That's the thing. We don't know. Yeah, Nobody so knows. So I'm not going to speculate. All I know is he's not pitching well, and they moved him to Arizona We try to speculate reason. privately with yeah. our friends at Mad Friars. They don't know. Of course not. They would know more than anyone. Well, that's because we're talking. And even if we text them tonight, we're not going to hear back from them. <laughs> not even tomorrow. No. On the daily. Yeah. It's just not going to happen because they daily. don't know. We only get nightly. And only on certain hours. No one knows what's going on with the young man. No. It's very troubling. It is. I, I'm, I'm concerned that the passion has stopped oozing through his lips. I'm concerned that they're out of depth. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like having Weathers ready to go was great, but like watching him tumble down, I was like thinking, well, I don't know where they go from here because, you know, and this is what I wanted to bring up because I got into an interesting little uh, little mini combo yesterday with the shirtless Whitson mm-hmm. about you know emptying out the cupboard so to speak. Uh, we're just trading everybody, right? Like everybody's available and trade everybody. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts because I think 
you have to keep some guys, right? Because you're not going to be able to constantly trade for players to add on every single you know season or off season, right? And at some point, there's a limit. Plus, you got to think: Are they going to go over the luxury tax because they keep adding on major league guys? That's what they're going to end up doing. So, would you? Are you open to trading just everybody? Would you? And not to say you get rid of everybody, but like, is Abrams on the block for you? You know, is there or is there a certain? That's what I love about a certain price. That that's what I love to, about Preller. Because even when he and I text back and forth privately, I don't share those conversations. Uh, he doesn't tell me even. So, uh, you never know what to expect with him because you look at the moves that brought us like Darvish and the moves that brought us Musgrove and Snell. He's emptied out the cabinet. You know, he's he's traded quantity over quality. And yes. you can argue some moves were a mix of both, but like at, at some point that quantity is gonna run out and you gotta dip into your quality. And now he's running out of quantity because everybody's hurt. So and is he everybody. so is he gonna do that? And that's that's what you have to see. Cause you on one side you have Seidler who has opened up the pocketbooks. There's no denying that. They're oh, like yeah. six mil away from the, uh, the yeah. luxury tax threshold that I saw. You have that for Seidler, but you also have the guy Seidler that's promoting this 10-year decade window of Padre greatness. So if you trade away guys like Campusano, Abrams, Hassel, Gore, that window gets smaller and smaller. But the thing is, who gives a fuck about how long your window is open if you never do anything about it? Yeah. You know, at some point, you got to take one of these pieces and it's going to hurt. You got to rip that band-aid off cuz you got to get that ring. You can't have a you have a long window like what? Are we going to hang a banner in Petco 10 years from now when we don't win shit? You know like, they you are nothing still to show for. The you, you're going to have a banner that says 10-year window. <laughs> like you need you need a <laughs> ring. Flags fly forever. Isn't I that agree. what you always said? Yes. Flags fly forever. I agree You need you. to cash in at some point. I agree with I you. I don't want to trade Abrams. I don't want I don't to trade Hassel. Is there a player realistically available that you would trade him for? We know Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are of not course. going to become available. But And and that's the thing. That's kind of the beautiful thing about about this trade deadline. is and, and this is the first time in a long time where I'm sitting back and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to speculate on... on uh, Targets, trade targets. Even though we just spent the last twenty minutes speculating on targets, Joy <laughs> But but it's like I feel like there's this thing, there's this idea, there's this picture that you think is going to happen or could happen for the Padres, and then you just remember that it's AJ Preller. So you know some shit's going to happen. You cannot like there's no way based off his history and based off his actions. There's no way that nothing happens. Oh no! Absolutely but he not. also hasn't yeah. been predictable. Yeah, he hasn't been his. The most predictable thing about him is that he's unpredictable as shit. Yeah. So that's why this these next couple weeks, dude, are gonna be so exciting. I can't wait to see that the, the band aid just be ripped off. Uh, just see, like you know that uh the the meme that has the flex seal. Yes. Where he's covering it. <laughs> it that's gonna get ripped off. So you want and that all that water's backwards. gonna start coming. All of these moves so, are going to end up coming up. So let me throw some names from some teams. I'm going to just run through some teams who are underperforming and have some names that we're probably uh, remotely interested in. First off, I have a feeling what, you would, what you're what you going to say on this guy. But uh, for Minnesota, starting pitcher Barrios. Oh, done. Who deal. are you willing to give up? Are you... It, Who's, who's the cutoff? Well, dude, if you can go down that list for everyone, I, I'm saying right now, my, my absolute cutoff, I, I'm not trading Abrams and I'm not trading Hassel. Everyone else is open for business. So that's for Barrios. That's literally for anyone. Scherzer. Literally anyone. So you're trading, well, I would trade Hassel, Campisano. Campisano and I would Hassel, trade, I'm less attached we're to. We're going to get a message from John Conniff when he listens to this. 
will disagree with Bubblegum fanboy Eric about trading Campisano for Scherzer. In short yes! Danny. Yes! If I think that that motherfucker's going to get us a ring, which I think he could, Campisano, see ya! And I'm less... You're gone! Like, I'm more attached to Abrams, namely because I think he's getting closer, and I don't think it's... Abrams, Hassel, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Everyone else can go. Gore, Gore is almost only because I feel like they'd undersell on him and because I think the upside's still there. And he's still 22. He's a pitcher. Uh, but, like, Abrams, I feel like, you know, push came to shove, they'd find a way to, like, if they were able to get Hosmer the hell out of here, like, there's your path for Abrams. Yeah. And he's gonna he's getting close to ready. He's not quite Tatis level, but. I we, truly think if he didn't get hurt, then he could have made a September call-up. Oh, yeah. I really do. I absolutely believe so. Um, I do think not, I do think we can. I think Padres Twitter as a whole, we can finally rejoice because I do think Mateo is going to get moved. Thank God he hasn't been used. They refuse to boot him off the forty man. There has to be. He has to be a a piece of a deal. I'm not saying he's the main piece, the final piece. Yeah. He's going to be shipped off. There he's has be, to be a reason that they're keeping him on the forty man. He's going to be the, useless. The right Corey now. Patterson of the uh, of the Boston Red Sox trade where they traded. Uh, Casey Kelly and Rizzo were the top guys. Yeah. Then they got Raymond. Uh, what was this? Fuentes. Yeah, Fuentes. Okay, there's the upside pick. And uh, oh, here's Patterson. Just because you guys <laughs> need somebody on the major league roster. Yeah. Right? And we'll get Gonzalez from you. Yeah. That's man. that's gonna be Mateo, right? So or the uh, Greg Allen <laughs> included in the in the Clevenger team. I did also see <laughs> something that I was uh, wondering about also at this stage in his career with injuries. Uh, I did see that Matt Strom is, is expected back in August. You starting him if push comes to shove? No, you have absolutely to? not. No. Straight out of the pen? Yeah, it's just straight. I like I, him out of the pen, dude. Let it air out. I do too for a couple reasons. It keeps him healthy. You can pick and choose his spots. You're not getting bulk innings out of him. Like He, didn't start, he hasn't started since 2019. So it's yeah. already been two years now. He hasn't pitched at all this year. And you need guys in the bullpen like... I don't mind Pagan, but he's not a high leverage reliever. Like we need somebody to back up Melanson and Pomerantz. I don't necessarily think you need to go out and get a closer like they did last year, but they do now that now that Killer Kella is gone. Yeah. They absolutely. And I like Pierce Johnson, but he walks he walks a few too many people. I like Pierce a lot. I do too, and I really like Tim Hill, um, who uh, despite uh, not getting to have that sticky stuff, that sticky icky from East County, he's still doing pretty well. So, yeah. but I do think they need one more arm, you know, one more guy, so that you don't have to rely on like. The Nick Ramirez of the world. Um, I think Miguel Diaz has been pretty good. Like I would, I like him. Like in then the role he's he's using you know, you know mop up or multi inning guy plus stamina. Love but, Adams. Yes, absolutely. I love Adams. I love too. Austin Adams. Yeah. Sorry, Quincy, we love you, but yeah. I like Austin Adams a lot. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, Quincy gets uh, nervous when he's pitching with, with loses his mind, with dude. Runners <laughs> loses his mind. He was doing so. Adams had an outing the other day, and and I think he sat down the first two rather quickly, and then the third guy hit him, and it was just kind of like, yeah, well, got to get this one out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Leads There's the no way he leads the league hit by pitches. Yeah. Hit, hit batters like the Padres lead in stolen bases. It's yeah. like it's him, and then there's like just twenty pit twenty hit by hit yeah. batters later as everybody else. But I do think they need a reliever. Um, so I would like to see Strom go there for a starter. Man, they just don't have the depth. Like that's the move they have to do. And like we said earlier, you know they don't have to. I'd love. I Hendricks is is controlled through 2024, so you get him. Is he really? Yeah, I looked it up. He's, huh. he's a free agent for the 24 season, so you would get him for three years. That'd probably be a pretty penny. But I would give them Campisano for that. Like I'd, I'd say, hey, here's Campisano, and maybe yo, know, they like they need infielders. I mean, they just need bodies, really. But yeah. I'd absolutely you know package you know Mason Thompson, Marcano, Campisano, and then maybe one more guy. Um, 
That's it a lot to give up for Hendricks, isn't it? It's three years of an above-average pitcher who has a good yeah, track record know. and his team can, he's cost control. Yeah, but how much how much do you need that next year when you have fingers crossed? Exactly, Mike Clevenger. There, you just proved the point before <laughs> you even said it, right? Because yeah. right now we're finger we are fingers crossed right now for Clevenger, Lamette, Weathers, and Gore. Those are four, and more. More homes done, so we're not going to see him for another year and a half. Two. Hey, years. Jake Nix is right there. Yeah, but again, that's you know what's sad is that with with everything that's gone on, like this would have been like Nix had some great. I don't know those you know or pitch tracks. I think is what he was getting his readings on. But like he looked good. He looked in shape. Yeah, he he's throwing hard. His breaking ball, good spin, and then he gets hurt. Yeah. But like this would have been the year where it's like, oh, thank God we didn't like get rid of him because. He was the guy we've always said before. Like we think, like you know, if he could find it, he's probably like a, a bulldog, you know, five six inning guy who just grinds out innings and, and is competitive. But now we don't have him either. So all you have after your top three, Darvish, Musgrove, and Snell, uh, well, I mean Paddock. So your top four is like, what ifs? I think they have to. Like, I'm willing to pay a premium to go get a guy who's under team control, has a good has a good track record. Caratini obviously knows him. Um, and you know what you're going to get? He's not going to be, he doesn't have to be a stat face. He could just be a good number three or number four. Yeah. And just give us innings. Well, I like, I've always liked Burrios a lot. So, I love I mean, Burrios. if they go that route, I would like that a lot. I love but Burrios. I'm, I'm but I'm crossing all my fingers right now. And, uh, it looks like I'm throwing up gang signs. If I went to, uh, Petco North up there, the, uh, the M13s yeah. up in Dodger Stadium would be shanked in no time before yeah. I even get to the front gate. And Burrios having a, a, a very good year, uh, his field his his fielding independent pitching is like right there with his ERA. So there's no luck involved. He's just having a great year. But again, he doesn't come with as much control. Uh, I don't think as uh, Hendricks. So I would take Barrios. But if you know, well, actually, he's got one year less control. So you get him this year, next year, as opposed to Hendricks two years. Bye, Luis. Yeah. Bye. There you go again. Yeah. I'm dangling Campusano for everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely everyone. I would dang, dangle Campusano for for uh, Gallo. Yeah, I mean, Campisano's the one guy I think because they have it's a year and a half of Gallo, but yeah, yeah, I mean, but they have Nola. That's a huge bat to they, add. They have Nola, yeah. you know, and tremendous defense and right too. Absolutely, moving Myers to first. That's a huge upgrade. Yeah, and so now you get you know two guys. And Gallo, I don't think is a, a lumbering first baseman type on the bases either. So, but yeah, Campisano's the one prospect for sure. I am hundred percent open to moving. Like that's the first guy I'm dangling at anybody. Like, hey, we're gonna trade Campisano. For the best package, who's going to offer the best, you know, we need an outfielder or we need a first baseman. Who's got it? Yeah. So, so I think we agree. Uh, we need depth. We need depth in the rotation. And you have to figure out what you're doing at first base. Yeah. Have to. Like, that's the non-negotiables for the deadline that's coming up. I, but I, I, I just going to sit back and watch and wait. Are I, we going to podcast before? Are we just going to wait till the deadline's over? Let's just no, wait till the deadline's no, over. No, I'd, I'd like to. I mean... You'd like to. I'd like to podcast a couple, at least once before that. Let's get real. Let's get real. I mean, I would like to do it. Look at you. You got like... quiet. You got quiet. It's the first time you haven't blown out the people's the speakers yeah. or their headphones and they're listening to it. Oh, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to go to the gym. I'd like to lose weight, and I don't do either of those two <laughs> things either. So, you know, they say it's the thought that counts, Eric. All right. So before we close this out here, uh, first half. Uh, what's what's your your favorite part of the first half, and what's your uh, least favorite part? Oh, jeez. Uh, a couple things first half three home run Fernando um sweeping the Dodgers being there for that Monday game oh Monday right no yeah Monday the game that we were there where they swept the Dodgers mm-hmm. uh uh Slam Daniel Slam that was awesome <laughs> that was amazing um those are probably the uh 
What's a low the point? Top three. What's what's your least favorite part about Lamette this getting hurt? I think uh, that took the wind out of the sails. It took, it killed a lot of enthusiasm. Weather's going down like a week or so later. Um, probably those two. And uh, I honestly did the, the. I think the lowest is just how bad like Hosmer's been. I really thought. I really want to give him the benefit of the doubt that last year he finally decided to embrace it. You know, just start swinging for the fences, hitting the ball in the air, and it looked like he's finally coming around. He has a best year since uh, best years of Padres, best year since he left. Since uh, sixty Kansas games, City. it is. But there was a uh, if you follow uh, good old Giannis, too, too much Morton's. He had a little. There was an article about Hosmer's mechanical changes, and Tommy was doing great work. You know, comparing his swing and his setup. So it looked like, yeah, it looks like he's made mechanical adjustments, and they just went right back. There I was mean, a point in time last year where you you like actually felt bad for selling those Groundhogs shirts. I did. You're like, oh man, he's I did because I the made a the killing. Air. Like, I feel like dude, I ripped these people off. Those, you, those like that. You literally said that. Those angels, <laughs> the angels games where I put it up there, like, hey guys, just a reminder. Yeah. Like I probably sold like ten shirts that first week <laughs> before the season started. You know, like. Basically paid for my iPad. Are you moving into the NFT game now? Uh, no. no, no. That market is cornered by HJ. Yeah, no. But yeah, I was I was gonna say Hosmer there too. My my wife. It's funny. Yesterday, my wife is she's like uh, former uh, studio announcer. Yeah, she's like, is Eric Hosmer your new Austin Hedges? And I'm like, honestly, he's worse. Yeah. At least with Hedges, you could you could you would have one leg to stand on with his yeah. defense, right? Like I I think pitch framing is bullshit. That's that's my opinion. But still. I mean, it does play in. You're tricking yeah. dumbass umpires. However stupid I think it is, it is a thing. So he could at least do that. Yeah. But what does Hosmer do well? Nothing. He brings. He does nothing. nothing. Th- and 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 zero. I think the thing that pisses me off the most about him is knowing how good he could be if he just makes a few adjustments. It's not that hard. Like, what are you scared of? That that, that it's not going to work. Like, what you're doing now isn't working. I'm curious. It's not working. I, it's so frustrating. That's like by a- far. My low part for yeah, the yeah. season. I, I would wonder if this is like a makeup. I remember reading about like Colby Rasmus way back in the day, where it's like all the talent in the world and just never really truly figured it out. And part of his problem was like he would go back to I think it was his dad was was his coach, so he'd always go back to whatever. Okay, dad, we got to work on this, we got to work on that, right? And like Hosmer for Hosmer, as far as we know, it's his brother. And I just wonder, like, was it the same like makeup issues, like like red flags of? Hey, you know he doesn't really. He's not really coachable. You know he's he's always going to regress to what he knows. He's never going to to make a bet on himself because that's really what it is to me. When you're not willing to make clear changes like to your game to get better, to me that just speaks to like your confidence in yourself. You're not willing to bet on yourself that you can do it, yeah. even though he proved he can do it last year. I mean, sixty games, sure, but he still like it still happened, right? Like it's still he still did it. Um, but to to me, like to not to be so unwilling to change, is just like you're not willing to bet on yourself. Like I don't want that kind of guy on my team. Yeah, he's um, he's got to be the low part for me. Also, also like from a social media standpoint, like Carlos R. Dude, he's he's just he's just awful. He's absolutely. T- I'm just kidding. He just joined. <laughs> I just wanted to talk shit. Uh, dude, the high part for me, like uh, the ever since the reopener, like you look at some of the the. Uh, Nationals games were a little bit light as far as attendance during the week after the Dodger games. But uh, going into that place, being there, experiencing it, high-fiving random strangers again, 
uh, until your hand hurts, screaming until you lose your voice, cheering for a team that deserves your enthusiasm, and to see them go out and sweep the Dodgers as early as they did after the reopener, that's just, it's been incredible, dude. Like, the MVP chance for Tatis. Oh, I love it, up. dude. The Manny chance. The Manny chance. Ha Sung Kim Ha Sung Kim, who has been, he's not put up great numbers this season, but the fan base has embraced the fuck out of him. Yes. If, if, you, if you're at the games, anytime he gets announced, the place goes wild. I think they embrace because they know, number one, they know. You know, this is first year, and here. I love that. That's yeah, a sign of a. Cool. That's a sign of a smart fan base. Yeah, they so, yeah, know. huge plus. And he comes up big. I mean, on defense, like he adds a lot, and he's had some big hits and some big moments to to go with that. And you understand, he's a real, you know, he's a rookie, and yeah, yeah, the crowd has been amazing. That's a good point. Obviously, the no hitter is up there. I oh, mean, yeah. we've we've actually podcast since the no hitter. Yes, shockingly, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, that's that's obviously way up there. The fan base is is just way up there, and. Uh, yeah, it, dude, it, it has to be the fan base. It's it's just being there is incredible. We had, I don't know you know if uh, if, if you've heard or not, but uh, the CEO of the Padres knows my name. You oh, know, yeah. Hooked me up. Yeah, it's no big deal. That, no, we met him. That I was, met him, remember? Yeah, that was, that was pretty high game. up. I introduced you, yeah. Yeah, he came out. Yeah. He said, hey, this is, uh, I don't know who this guy is, but uh, he's with me. And I said, <laughs> hey, Mr. Gruber, nice to meet you. My name's Daniel. Yeah. Uh, also, like, Going back to the crowd noise, like being there for the Dodger series, there there were still a decent amount of Dodger fans yeah. there. Like mainly on the left side of the infield. We're not going to say it was eighty twenty, but no. the fact that every time you could hear a "Let's Go Dodgers" by the time you'd hear "Let's Go," you'd hear the start of the chant. I'm not going to repeat the chant because someone's going to yeah. clip it. But you would hear "Let's Go," and then you'd hear "Beat LA," just yeah, drowning yeah. it out, dude. Immediately, like the the whole stadium, Padre fans were on their toes, ready. They're like, "We're not taking this bullshit anymore, dude." It's just great. It's so great to finally have a team to to root for this hard, and and I feel like it's only going to get better when when the deadline comes and goes. So I'm really excited to see where we're at. But uh, I think we'll. Oh boy! All right, so we have one request. Let me let me. Uh, I was gonna say, we haven't had anybody on. Woodsy, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Are you fucking... You guys podcasting in the middle of the Home Run Derby? Yeah. Yes, we are. All right, well, you're missing Pete Alonzo down in the cages, training like he's fucking Rocky in Rocky IV. For this <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good. He's like, he's med- he was meditating, and now he's hitting off the high tee. And now he's just taking swing after swing. It's fucking gold. Yeah, well, we're missing that. Because you know what? You know what matters to us more than anything? Content. Content. It's yeah. what matters. Uh, I, well, I believe your phone <laughs> just timed out. <laughs> My phone died. <laughs> what a shit sign, dude. Why do we even do this podcast anymore? And you guys wonder why I just preferred to stay home in Escondido. <laughs> We have San Diego royalty joining our spaces. And all of a sudden, my phone just dies. God, what a fucking mess. All right, well, we're an hour in. What do you want to say to our listeners before before we're gone forever? Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't get paid for this. What, what, it's a long drive. What would you grade our overall effort as uh, today? The podcast or the Padres? The podcast. Oh, we're a fucking A+. Plus. You think we're an A+. Plus. We're an absolute A+. Plus. So this, uh, I, came, I overcame a lot of adversity today. To get down here, let me, I'll let you in some behind the scenes. So I was getting ready to leave, right? I'm getting there, making making something to eat before I get here. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the bank, get some coins out for the laundry. So I do laundry when I get back from the pod. And I'm getting ready to go pod. I'm all excited. And then I go to the bathroom, 
and I step into this puddle and I look down and my entire bathroom's flooded. The tub is flooded with dirty brown water. You know, it's <laughs> leaking into my bedroom. Um, so I have to call the maintenance people. They're over there using the water vacuum to unplug it. They're telling me it's a main pipe. They got to get a plumber out. Uh, so I can't shower or use my toilet, which means I'm going to have to go shit and shower at the gym, a place I haven't walked into probably since like New Year's week. <laughs> so, uh, through all that, I finally got the, okay, okay, you're good. You know, just don't use the restroom. And then I come down here through awful traffic, hitting every light known to men. Skid <laughs> Dito on the way to the freeway. And uh, here I am, persevering, Eric, putting on yet another great show. And uh, well, I don't know if you saw I put on Twitter yesterday. There's a literal snake in our house. So there yes. could, the snake could be in our room right now because yes. I never found it. Yes. So you want to talk about adversity. There's adversity. Yeah, there you go. And yet here we are just pumping content, hanging up on, <laughs> hanging up on, you know, on uh, local legends. Yeah. No. You know, unlike Hosmer, I'm I'm not going to say I'm satisfied with our performance today. No, I'm not. No. No. You know, you said A+. Plus. I'm going to say I'm gonna A+. Plus. I'm going to say C minus. Wow. A lot of rust. Wow. A lot of rust. Wow. Zero energy. Sad. Sad. Low energy. Sad. Anyways. Well, Sleepy maybe we'll be Eric back. Lebu and uh Sueño <laughs> Danny Ortiz. Maybe we'll be back. I think uh, after the trade deadline or after they make a big move is uh, we'll get in the or rotation. Maybe leading into the trade deadline, we'll, we'll get in the rotation. Uh, they'll make a move. Everyone, you'll go down the list of Padre podcasts. Everyone will have a reaction yeah. uh, podcast, and then we'll just slide in a yeah. couple days later. Let me uh, so. let me just throw this out there because I know it, it recently happened. I had no idea it was happening this week. Uh, good for the Padres in the draft. I don't know who they drafted, and to be frank, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Feels good to not give a yeah. shit. Yeah. Feels good to not care. I have no idea. I know that the guy they took yesterday wasn't uh, top, didn't or wasn't looked at to be like a first rounder, which means the guy they took today was probably the reason for slot purposes and yada yada yada. But uh, yeah, I well, don't care. If you want to know more about the Padres draft and where they stack up against other teams and how these players are, how good they are, the players that we have drafted, the Padres. Padres Farm is your go-to, so make sure you uh, check him out, uh, read everything he has to say, because he knows more than all of us when it comes to these prospects. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Sorry for the C-minus effort. Sorry for hanging up on you, Woodsy. Speak for yourself. Sorry for not knowing when we're going to record again, uh, but it's been I am greatness fun. personified on this show. It's been fun. All right, we're out of here.